but if the police were involved, they're kind of like family business. You got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. We don't, we only diffuse if it's a problem in the public. Yeah, we, we did our research. Like we contacted people in, in the police force, friends of ours, and, you know, spoke to our local police department and lawyers, lawyers, even like <laughs> we, we were trying to do everything we can to make sure that her sisters are safe and out of harm's way. And this was kind of the most civil way to do it without per- pursuing anything like court related. Because I didn't know how to fight this battle. Why am I the oldest child who doesn't even have a kid of her own or a house have to figure this out to protect innocent children? One, two, three, clap. Yeah, good job. First try. I know why I've been fucking up this entire time now. You know who you've been fucking this entire time now. Mm. Not me. Because mm. I've been <laughs> fucking myself. <coughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it has been a very, very long time, but Venture Casually is now back. Um, lots of mini updates since our last venture. We've purchased the house. It has been a full year since living here. Still working on it. Still doing stuff. And our realtor was very nice to gift us this. Yes. So if anybody's in the uh, the Philadelphia area, reach out to us, and we'll uh, we'll send you her her send you send her your way. Words. Still okay. working on it. Yes, yeah, we we talk a lot, but not on this kind of <laughs> almost formal setup anymore. Yeah, it doesn't have to be formal. But if anyone's interested in buying a house, good luck, have fun. It's rough out there, it and it's a fucking pain. <laughs> it's expensive. It is expensive. The market is crazy. We had a we had a list of wants and needs, and we had to cut a lot of the. The wants out. and needs, and we kind of just settled. It's not bad. It's okay. We're, yeah. ma- we're making the best out of it. Speaking of which, uh, it's funny because we're making a lot of adjustments in the house to make us feel comfortable. So we're, what we have isn't luxurious. It's just a, a nice foundation that houses us in. Mm-hmm. Right? And we want a little bit luxurious. Like our bathrooms got redone. Our yep. floors are, you know, dog safe now. No carpet. For our three dogs. <laughs> not just the one anymore. Three. Um, <laughs> so we made a lot of adjustments. And it's funny because his dad's always like, yeah, do this, do that, do this, do that. Yet his house still looks the same from like since we started dating. There's no changes in there. <laughs> so... He, he just likes to push his fucking envelope places, man. And it's funny. We're such doers. So good job. Yeah. For money. doing things. Yeah, lots of money gone. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, if this gets big, we'll probably make like a couple cents to the for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mini updates in life. Since we've last talked, I believe you're still at your old job. Yep. Now it's a new job. Have a new job. Liking it way better. People very nice. Company's very good. Uh, Work is still work, but trying to improve on that. But most of the red flags are now gone, correct? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Much, much more comfortable being with the company that I'm at for, I don't know, 
foreseeable future. I always check my options because, you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking, I'm a hoe. I'm a hoe. I'm a hoe for a paycheck. And I'm becoming a work hoe for that. I am now, because of COVID and all the same feelings everyone had during the pandemic from working from home. The unfulfillment part of the job is starting to kick in a lot stronger than it used to. Because I just found out through COVID, you know, working from home, I very much need a community. I need people to talk to, interact with, to feel grounded at my job. And my team proved to me that nobody wants to talk to each other. (laughs) They want to talk to each other outside of work, during work. I literally had a handful of meetings since the start of the pandemic. And that sounds insane because a lot of people I know had lots of meetings, monthly meetings, weekly meetings to get work done or to just chat. And I didn't get any of that. So I'm seeking new job opportunities to fill fulfillment elsewhere because it's not cutting for me anymore. Yeah. It's no longer about the pay for this one. Like it's just, I would like to have the same pay for the new job, but it's just so hard because my skills don't really transfer. Yeah. And honestly, like the job market is just asks so much of you all the fucking time. Like, Hey, you want to be a part-timer at McDonald's? Do you have eight master's degrees? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, our world is not really made for the people. Nope. Yeah, it's really fucking bullshit. And that's why we're fucking back here talking to people on the internet that we may or may not know. But mostly it's our friends right now. Thank you. We love you. Thanks for supporting us. Yes, thank you. And a lot of you guys know what's been going on anyway. But this is for everyone else that that are new, that wants to know about us. So, Venture Casually, the whole idea behind it was crafted during... Uh, I think it would say the start of the pandemic where I was working at my previous job and it was so degrading. It was so painful to be a part of that company. They gave zero shits about fucking anybody. Like my manager was actually called into work when he called out sick with COVID. So this motherfucker went into a meeting on his day off to fix a problem and he was talking to people sounding like "Ah, hey everyone thank you for coming to this meeting like jesus fucking christ why the fuck are you even on why are you letting them treat you like this and with similar experiences with my old team which (laughs) funnily enough most of them have left that company since i left so congrats to fucking everyone fuck that company (laughs) um and All of those feelings kind of made me feel I want to do something for myself and for people like-minded, you know, similar positions where whatever you're doing right now isn't really fulfilling, satisfying, or, you know. You're lost. Yeah, like you just feel lost in a way. So Venture Casualty's concept is really finding people out there who are maybe doing something a little different. Maybe giving you a little bit of inspiration to think outside the box, step into a whole different box, make a new box out of other boxes, big box, little box. Try box. new <laughs> things and have, well, at least for me, I have lots of brain power and thoughts. It's Hopefully is beneficial for everyone to, I'm a big analysis person. So it's like for him, it's a side he doesn't have. So nope, I stop at anal. 
cut. <laughs> no, no cut. No cuts. This so, is all going up online. <laughs> so this is just some kind of guide to life. Not good at it so far. Mm-hmm. Struggling quite a bit. Absolutely. Couldn't even negotiate for house buying stuff. We were just like, yeah, I really want the shiny thing. It's how much? I'm not even going to try. Yep. <laughs> it was so hard. So, but we won every yeah. house when we bid for it. But the first one just didn't work out because mm-hmm. those people wanted more money than what we offered them. And they realized that after they accepted it. Uh, But not by much. They mostly just wanted like time. I don't know stuff. if it was time. I don't know what it was. They, either way, the conditions way, are kind of stupid. They had pl- too many red flags for us to, to, for us to risk. So we moved on to somewhere else and here we are yep in a house where i can finally claim all the doggy babies speaking of doggy babies we had the one from the last place yep Bucky. came along with us mm-hmm. and by the time we were settled in here for a little bit i was like okay i want a second one to keep him company yes and I, we looked multiple places i applied to one and we were going to see uh uh what was it, an event on another day so the one I applied to yep. responded, said, yes, we're good. Reference and check. And then when we went to the <laughs> event. Yep, the adoption event. There was a little fuzzy pit bull that came and licked my eyeballs. Showed me her, her little goofy eyes that looked in two different directions. <laughs> and my heart was stolen. So I placed a application for her. Shortly got followed up. Got approved for that as well. So one additional dog became two additional dogs because like we didn't we couldn't say no yep and i recommend that if anyone wants more than one dog stick with the one dog it's a lot of work it is a lot of work i love them all but it's a lot of work (laughs) definitely for sure yeah but they're a joy to have they're like while they can be a pain having them around and you know, spending some good quality time with him really soothes your heart. Yeah, especially the his favorites, the baby. We call her the baby because she's the youngest and the she's the smallest. Bean. So she's she's a pure joy. But she's also very frustrating when she's like, I'm going to be boneless. <laughs> I give up on life. She's a very melty baby. If she, <laughs> if she doesn't want to do what you're telling her to do, she'll literally just lose all bones and melt onto the floor. Be dead weight. And the one I picked out, we call her, um, her nickname's Mama, but her real name's Ina. We picked that name because she's from Russia and I wanted to keep it that way. I actually met someone that was Russian named Ina and I was like, oh, this is this might be fitting. And then eventually found out she really likes them as like she kind of protects them like her babies, but not really. So we call her mama. Um, she's been through stuff. So we're working through her problems. Yep. And now we're going to work through our problems, right? Life's been hard. <laughs> I mean, life is all about problems and solving uh sometimes solving mostly managing mostly managing your problems lots of managing uh covid was a harsh time absolutely for for some it's one direction others is different directions so recently we watched a movie called everything everywhere all at once yes and this movie hit a lot of notes for me that I had to go through in COVID, but let's give a recap of the movie, if you wish. Uh, well, 
The movie's been out for a little bit as of the time of this recording, but it's still fairly fresh, so we'll try to avoid too many spoilers. But essentially, there is a uh, it's about an Asian American family, and they're kind of running through a you know they're working at a rundown kind of cheapo laundromat, and the story kind of circles around a main character who was played by Michelle Yeoh, and she's kind of stuck into this like multiverse um, like timeline where she kind of has to fix things. And the story kind of center, like the the deeper side of the story, revolves around the relationship between the Michelle's character, who's like an older traditional mom from China, and her daughter, who is Asian American, born in the U.S. Uh, her name would be Joy. Right. Um. Even though that's the focus, they hit a lot of background notes, like. I forget Michelle's character's name, but she is the focus as to why everything's falling apart in more than one direction. The uh, main Evelyn. one's the Evelyn's Evelyn. The yeah, so sorry. so Evelyn's having problems with the daughter. That kind of sparks why there's a multiverse, but why there are layers to everything too. It's like her and how she reacts to her family, which is her father and her husband. Yep. So there's a lot of dynamics and nuances that are very well done and well performed in this movie and as asian americans ourselves with like similar backgrounds and family um dynamics it really hit hit the nail right on the head like um like the the writing and acting was like masterful right and it really really put to light the actual disconnect between how Asian parents might perceive um, a relationship with their child versus the other way around. So, like, Asian parents will often, no, not really express love in ways that you might see on, like, American media or even, like, if you're, like, from, like, a Western type of family, you... You know, you might get a little more like hugs and kisses, you no know, words of affirmation. Asian parents, like immigrants, generally don't do that. Nope. Not at all. And seeing this kind of played out on the screen, as accurate as it was, was fantastic. Highly recommend watching this movie. Yes, definitely. And there's a lot of points where Wendy felt like she was being personally attacked because of a... Uh, how real it was so guilty i'll leave that to you (laughs) so it's very personal story but i don't mind sharing because i feel like i grew up thinking everyone i knew grew up with great families and it was just me that was just like if my mom's treating me this way it's not because she's a horrible mother it's because i'm a horrible child and i can't live up to expectations so as I gotten older and talked to more people and they're like, yeah, my family dynamic is all over the place. It's not as pretty flowers, rainbow sunshines as everyone seemed to made it to be as kids at least. Right. So during the pandemic, um, there were some family issues at home and it's mostly surrounding my mom where 
don't really know what the cause is. We can blame it on menopause. We can blame it on her upbringing mm-hmm. or she's actually, there's something in her head that needs to be like diagnosed, right? But Probably. she has this weird need to be power hungry at home, meaning she's, she does this thing where it's like the husband must take care of me, but she's the one that holds the power in the house. Respect your elders, but mom should shut up and sit down. It's crazy. And she's always thinking she never has enough money. So that always made me think very frugally in my life. Like, oh, I only buy things on sale. doesn't matter if it's real sale, but I do. Hmm. Going grocery store shopping? Shopping? If it's not on sale, I don't want it. Well, if it's healthy for you, don't want it. <laughs> Most of the stuff that's healthy isn't, but <laughs> I yeah. digress. Slowly getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on. Moving on and prioritizing differently. But she's... um. There are a lot of problems with her and my stepdad. And at one point, he just couldn't deal with it anymore because everyone was home from the pandemic and they were going back and forth every single day, fighting, arguing. I don't know about what. I wasn't living there anymore. But my sisters are like, it's intense. And I don't know. I think it got physical at one point. So then he left, came over to my place because we had a spare room. But he was never there. He just it was just a placeholder for stuff. And that started the domino effect yep. of how things went down. Him missing from home and not contacting her about what he wants, maybe he has, maybe he didn't, caused her to go ballistic and crazy. Like, she was super upset, didn't contain it, had angry outbursts in every direction towards every person, crying at work, yelling at my sisters who are... One's a college student, one's a high school student. To the point where they're coming over my place, which is nearby at the time, for escape. It was mm-hmm. insane. Um, but at the end of the day, they had to go back. I couldn't keep them because she would go insane on me. And I'm, I w- at the time, I was afraid. I didn't want to deal with her. We've had so many issues where the best thing for me was moving out. Yep. And never talking to her. Like, talk to her as, like, as least amount of times of the year I can. And honestly, that has helped your personal mental state so much more than trying to <laughs> improve the situation back at home. But because my sisters were still home, I still had the obligation to try to present myself in the light she wanted me to, which was obedient daughter technically down the line i was supposed to give her money and take care of her that's a sometimes pretty traditional uh expectation from children in asian families to be like all right once you get older you have your own job your own family i'm gonna move in with you i'm gonna retire and you're gonna take care of my shit right at least that's how it's done in china right the children takes care of the parents um so that was heavily enforced and i was like i don't know if i want to do that like and she's slowly over time proving that she doesn't deserve this kind of treatment um, anyway. Because one night she was screaming at my sisters, asking where their dad was. And everyone knew where he was, but no one's told her. Because if you're acting like this here in your own home, what are you going to do at someone else's home, which was mine, or in the middle of the street? Like, why are you being so crazy if you just calm down, maybe he come back or maybe he talk to you. But instead, 
you know, listening to reasoning, she's just yelling at everyone, calling everyone a liar, and how everyone's useless to her until she gets him back to the point where they lock themselves in a room and she's banging on it, trying to break it open, screaming she's going to kill herself, threatening to kill herself and hurt herself. She did it. It's all bluff. Mm -hmm. But they were scared and upset. They're young. They're not supposed to be experiencing this from a parent, especially someone you're supposed to be relying on, right? Right. They called me. I found out. I was like, you call her mom, our grandma, to get her in check. Get your damn child in check, okay? Stop freaking out these kids that had nothing to do with anything. This isn't their fault that he left, right? So have her on the phone. Call, get her in check. I'm going to call their dad. Fix this problem. And mostly no one did anything. Yep. He called his reinforcements, which was my mom's brother, my uncle, who's younger. They don't get along. But he called them thinking they could help the situation. Diffusing her. Not that they know how to diffuse her in the first place. Mm-hmm. The next day they came over and talked to her. Right. And I'm just I'm done. We're grabbing stuff. We're getting to go like screw this mom. You're insane. You're losing your shit. You're scaring my sisters. Like what is wrong with you? You're literally not being a parent. So I had to make up some lie and try to get my sisters away from her for a little bit. Ultimately what a couple days passed ultimately we decided that i'm keeping the high school student sister (laughs) and the college kid goes to college so i made that decision to pull out the minor from the house legally i don't think i'm allowed to do that but if the police were involved they're kind of like family business you got to figure it out Mm -hmm. we don't we only diffuse if it's a problem in the public yeah we we did our research like we contacted people in in the police force friends of ours and you know spoke to our local police department and lawyers lawyers even (laughs) like we we were trying to do everything we can to make sure that her sisters are safe and out of harm's way and this was kind of the most civil way to do it without pursuing anything like court related because i didn't know how to fight this battle why am i the oldest child who doesn't even have a kid of her own or a house have to figure this out to protect innocent children. So it was really stressful because after I got her out, I was freaked out every single day from that point on because she knew where I lived. She's never come over, though. Like, I never allowed it. Like, you want to talk to me? I'm going to your place. You never allowed at my place kind of thing. So I was worried every day she was going to show up, ask for my sister, ask for the dad to go back and get control and instead none of that really happened she kind of just you know boiled on her own contact him every single day bothering him or whatever i don't know what she wanted she she just was losing her mind eventually the stepdad went back he had a conversation with the three of us before he decided and we're like you're insane you're possibly physically and mentally abused in this relationship and you want to go back yep his reasoning was We've been through so much together. She's still a friend. Meanwhile, like literally two days ago, he was fucking crying in front of his his young daughters going like, what happens to me if I go back? Yeah. So for people who don't recognize abuse, that's what it looks like. You've been 
like for some reason he's still attached to his relationship or the good parts of it but those good parts were over 10 years ago and all of the kids know that like we've seen how bad the relationship's gone yet he decided to go back and we i was like you're stupid you're stupid for doing so but have fun and it's a result of gaslighting is probably the correct term where he you know the 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 perpetrator makes all the victims feel like they're at fault for like the situation so the dad in question is feeling at fault for the mom blowing the fuck up but yet when she blew up and i needed his help he didn't come through so i we're in a good situation now my sisters live with me. One's still in college, but she comes back. She has a place to be at. She doesn't have to go back home. We haven't really talked to her since. I made the decision to never talk to her again. The only person I talk to is the stepdad. And even then, it's minimal. Because everyone from that's from the family, the main family, anyone that got involved are pretending like it never happened. Yep. And everyone's been trying to tell us to pretend like it's never happened again like it's never happened at all it's not an issue it was only a one-time thing and all of the trauma we went through from childhood to now doesn't matter doesn't exist so when we were watching the movie and there was scenes of things like that where the evelyn was ignoring childhood trauma from herself from from her own childhood yeah so it's rough it hurt yep so yeah like tying that all back into the plot of the movie like a lot of things that happened to your family yeah back in china and whatever like your mom didn't have the best upbringing herself correct and she refuses to acknowledge that does have an effect on how she raises children and how she gets by the day. She got called out for it and she just threw insults to cover the root of the problem. So I may have been a little bit more obedient as a kid, but I still was very outspoken with my thoughts and feelings. Like who I am today still was there as a child. So the number one thing she had against me was that I always talked back yep. with pure logic, <laughs> pure logic that made sense. Like if this was this way, why are you telling me something different? And she would say, cause I'm the mom. And I would be like, that's bullshit. I don't like it. Yeah. And she would just blow up. Right. So and it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, this movie is good. Cause it's like, it paints a picture of how ideally it would be if your parent actually took the time to understood you. Yeah, like it it takes the the length of that movie to understand that relationship uh, where it starts, like the, the history that leads up to it. And throughout the course of the movie, you see how the characters develop and how their relationship, like their, their bond changes. And honestly... If if parents like ours or like like yours can get to a point where we can kind of come to a mutual understanding, right? And it's not even just all on the parents, right? Like we have to on ourselves 
take a little bit of um, initiative, initiative, or take a little humility, which we've taken a fucking bunch of, right? <laughs> um, like to get to a, a, a middle ground. But most of the time, our our parents, our gener- their generation, they're so fucking stubborn, stuck in their ways, and they will refuse to listen to any logic or reason that like can make sense to 99% of the world but if it doesn't make sense to them it doesn't matter yeah so it's crazy that movie just hits so hard for me and it sucks because I can do everything in my power to try to reach that middle ground and it's never going to happen because she's so close-minded she doesn't want to hear me Mm -hmm. at all it's so funny it's not funny it's sad to see your own mom be on her hands and knees crying to not leave and you're just like you're too toxic for me to want you around you're literally not a parent and not feel any pain for that it's crazy to the point where you're just so done with this person that you can't even consider her mom she's just a person right so this movie is like the one extreme and what i had to go through through COVID is the other extreme uh on the bright side everyone's you know, my sisters and I, the more important people, <laughs> are doing much better. We're learning to manage the feelings because there was a lot to carry. Because I had to pull a big move I never thought I had to do. And then all of a sudden, the college student has to be more of an adult for herself and manage things that she's not learned to do. And I can only coach her through things, but at the end of the day, she still makes a decision whether or not she wants to be an adult or ignore her problems. And then the high school one, we're learning how to communicate with her. And it's hard because we never had the chance to, we never had a parent that said, how was your day? And then only talk about yourself. (laughs) Oh my God. Awful. Yeah. So we're teaching her how to communicate her feelings. And when she's upset, when to talk to her, she's doing really well with that. Um, And trying to be, like the first generation parents kind of people, <laughs> you know, like there's a big difference between immigrant parents and first generation parents. Yeah. They try to fix everything they couldn't have from their own family. If it was that serious. Cause some parents are okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does take a lot of fucking work. Cause you know, like my, my sister is first generation and she has kids you know my my nephews and niece and it took a lot of overriding a lot of conscious parenting to not parent the same way that we were as kids and we also still make that this like mistake too when we babysit them we like we have to catch ourselves to not do what our parents did because we realize it's not productive. It's not helping the kids learn. It's not helping them grow. Yeah, We may not be parents, but we are somebody to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a lot of um, sit down, shut up, I'm the boss, be quiet. And like, you know, it's not constructive for kids. And it's really about developing uh, a solid bond of trust and someone that they can see as a role model and someone that they can come to when they have any needs or questions in life you know it's really just being an adult it's 
learning how to be human is the hardest part yeah <laughs> like we gotta separate between like i'm the fucking boss and i'm i'm there for you as another person yeah like how schools jobs set you up you're supposed to be the boss you're supposed to be a robot no feelings everything's under wraps and controlled but production production results. outside of that you need more like you need to be human you need to be relatable to people you have to be oh my god polite <laughs> well, i don't know how i got any job then i'm fucking mm. far from polite. <laughs> you're polite stop you're joking too much but being empathetic sympathetic to, uh, towards others whichever you can float with right not everyone's mm -hmm. one both or the other so i struggle with one of those <laughs> yeah everything's a fucking struggle in the end like it's all about constantly acknowledging where you're at um reevaluating and prioritizing things to improve upon like not every day is going to be super productive. Not every oh great, like yeah, it's, it's not always going to be rainbows and sunshines. Like, it, truthfully, for me, it hasn't been. Yeah. Since COVID started, like work from home, amazing. I get to do whatever I want from the comfort of my home. I am so deprived of like social activities and stuff. Like as time goes on, and COVID's kind of starting to be fake. Fading away. Go fake. <laughs> <laughs> we and got we got our booster shots. Well, we didn't get our boosters. We're vaccinated. We got vaccinated. We believe in it. Just saying, as time went on, like as time goes on, it's everyone wants normal again. And before during COVID, during the lockdown, I was like, it's not gonna be normal. I don't need that. And now that we're getting closer to normal, I'm like, oh my god, I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> like we missed it for sure. Like. I'm an introvert, and even then, like, having the ability to go out, have a night out with friends, and do all that stuff, pretending like everything's fucking normal, and not coming home with COVID, it's great. Great yeah. time. So. But, yeah. Ultimately, it's learning to communicate with others. Like, even though I miss socializing with people, if you can't communicate, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> So communication is a lot of work, always ongoing, mm -hmm. biggest challenge. Even between us, we had plenty of spats in front of my sisters and they're like, they're afraid whatever they had from home is repeating here, but we do our best to resolve it. And when we resolve, we tell them what happened mm -hmm. and what we've come up with. Yeah, it's important to be <clears throat> be a part of not only seeing the problem, but seeing the process and resolution because sometimes when you know like you're young you just see your parents fight you and then like three days later they're they're fine they pretended like nothing fucking happened because that's all they did they probably didn't talk about it and even if they did their kid wouldn't know otherwise yeah and then it makes it so much harder coming into an adult dealing with other people that have strong feelings or boundaries or whatever etc it's hard to kind of figure out a way to to reach a conclusion without losing your fucking mind i know for both of us we when we went through that as kids 
growing up as an adult, we became non-confrontational. Like we wouldn't confront both of our problems when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. We were like, no, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. I got it figured out. We don't need to argue about this. Now I'm always arguing with you. <laughs> I, I've gotten more argumentative <laughs> with you. I needed to learn my own boundaries, but that's, you know, still a work in progress. It's a big work in progress. Yep. It's a big thing. Um, for the three of us, our biggest thing is one, communication. Two, boundaries. Three for me is to learn to be more empathetic towards others. Because I'm very strong in my position only because I was never heard as a child. So mm-hmm. when I deal with people that heard me but didn't acknowledge it, I'm immediately like in fight mode. For my sisters, they're in flight mode. So I'm trying my best to build up that confidence to be able to address their problems and such. Yeah, I'm like mirroring that point. Like, I guess I also have the same issue of not feeling acknowledged growing up. And in such case, I became a fucking people pleaser. (laughs) So I will try to read minds wherever I can and make things happen like i'll put a hundred like 99 percent of the way if i can get you to do that one and for me that's that's worth it but as time goes on and as we've come to find out that is horrible for my personal sense of boundaries and my own mental health Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm in therapy i'm not (laughs) we we could all use a little therapy but you know it's it's on the individual to make that choice and find value in it i find value in therapy i just know ultimately therapy tells you figure it out and i hate that it's like then why why am i talking to you give me some give me answers is it c c always the answer to this multiple choice so um i'm very much someone who finds problems or finds resolutions on my own so I've been to counseling sessions a bunch of times and at the end they're pretty much saying you kind of know yourself pretty well. You self-evaluate looks like consistently Mm -hmm. and you just need to figure out your hobbies, figure out your boundaries. And so it's a lot of you need to put in the work to be the person you want to be. Absolutely. And I'm like, that's why I don't go to therapy because I know that's the answer and I will do that on my own through research, through yeah. hearing people's stories, you know, listening to podcasts yeah, and getting advice from other people. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get my therapy. may not be the greatest, but it is getting me somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, realistically, it's all about kind of figuring out different pathways different options and you know how to do things kind of outside of your normal scope of things like outside of what you can normally perceive and like that's really just actually the the idea behind venture casually where it's just like there's so much emphasis on following the correct path, right? Yes. The American dream or whatever country you're fucking coming from, right? <laughs> like, it's so 
set in stone by society and honestly with developments in like social media our culture like progressive thinking there's a lot more that we can accomplish and we can do in our own lifetimes in your own special way cater to yourself yep to feel fulfilled yeah like when you finally get to know yourself and know what works for you, what doesn't work for you, life is a little bit easier. Yeah. Like, especially with the podcast. Like, I did a few episodes two years ago in 2020. It's now 2022, and I'm I'm coming back to it. Yes. Uh, the break was needed. One was, you know, COVID feeling. I forget what the phrasing was that you that everybody got. When everyone was working from home that Anna kind of used in one of her videos. I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. It's icky. I think it was like lethargic. Mm, That could be wrong. But either way, that kicked in. The house stuff kicked in and lots of internal feelings of, is it really worth doing this? Mm -hmm. It it was a struggle for you. Yeah. And it still continues to be a struggle every once in a while but through you know therapy through speaking with wendy through consulting my own support group and through sheer efforts in changing my mindset and changing how i direct my life um it gets a little better it really does like uh, i'll be honest like two years ago or you know for a long time before that i couldn't tell you that i cared to live (laughs) but no like that in itself was hard fucking living life to the best of your ability day by day is harder but it's so much more rewarding and that's the point that i'm kind of coming to and it's great it feels fantastic yeah so I don't think everyone knew that, but it was a struggle. And the whole reason why the podcast came to thing was to give more meaning to yes. your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, I'm not even like really afraid to share that point either way. Like it's kind of up to whoever's listening to be like, oh shit, or oh damn. Oh damn, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure a lot of us feels that way, especially yeah. how the world is turning to. We're not gonna talk about any of those things, but how everything's turning out right now, it's a lot harder to find a reason to live. Yeah, for sure. Like, oh, you know. Some days are worse than others, even for myself. But we try to pull through with what we got. If tomorrow does end, at least I have three dogs to love. <laughs> That's right. Like, it's finding those little fucking gems, right? If, if the day is a haystack, find your fucking needle. And always know that we're here to listen and to talk about life experiences. Yep. And thanks for tuning in this episode of Venture Casually. What? It's a great uh, return episode. Um, please, if you're listening or watching or, you know, wherever you're consuming a podcast, please give us a like, subscribe, do the whole nine yards. It really fucking helps us out. And you can reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and you know, we'll, we'll leave our social media in the descriptions or whatever. And just let us know what you thought of the episode. Yeah. Anything that, you know, you would like us to talk about or... Shine light on. Yeah. Or just 
even just a straight review of the, the episode itself, if there's anything that we could have done differently. But outside of that, thank you, everyone. Keep venturing casually. Thank you.